fiscal 19, the IRS issued $13 billion of employment tax penalties. That's B, wow. billion. Okay. About half of them got abated by people like me that know what they're doing. Let me give you the initials of the, the, the other customer was, you know, ADP. We won't identify them. Uh, <laughs> and they have a policy after a year, they don't fix things. This is the messy back end, where experts share customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on behind the beautifully branded front end of entrepreneurship. This is where most businesses fail. So we're here to help you save time, make money, and succeed. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you all so much. We have a wonderful show for you today. For many entrepreneurs, running payroll and dealing with the financial messes in business is like learning a foreign language. We have had several episodes about this topic, and today we are going to get down and dirty with some real-life messes along with their cleanup strategies. Entrepreneurs may be the master of their business idea, but not the administrative responsibilities that come with it. However, we do need to handle everything from setting up payroll to maintaining financial records and even filing taxes. Edmund Burke said it best when he said, if we command our wealth, we shall be rich and free. If our wealth commands us, we are poor indeed. On our expert segment today, we're going to be speaking with Charles Reed. Charles is a certified public accountant, U.S. tax court practitioner, member of the Internal Revenue Service Advisory Council, and founder of Get Payroll. Charles is an accomplished senior executive and entrepreneur with more than 50 years of financial leadership experience in a broad range of industries, and he's the author of four books, one of which you can get for free. Stay tuned to find out how. Charles is an accomplished speaker and has been featured on Fox Business News, Business TV Texas, New York City Wired, Dallas Innovates, and many more. And you'll hear real questions and stories from real entrepreneurs with real messy backends. As an added bonus for the messy backend exposed, our expert Charles will not only share his experience, expertise, and the tools he suggests to get your backend cleaned up, but he will also expose detailed stories of financial messes he has had to help clean up and how to avoid them. If you're an entrepreneur with a messy backend and you would like to submit your story or question for our experts, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of The Messy Backend, brought to you by our digital marketing agency, Lock and Load Marketing, where if it tires you out, you can hire it out. We wanted to take a minute and stop and thank you for being such great listeners. Seriously, we can't do this without you. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us these last two years. 
We've loved sharing our expert guests, our stories, our experiences, our embarrassing, messy backends, bloopers with you. We've just loved everything about this podcast. And if you love the show as much as we do, we want to hear from you. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform or email us at hello at themessybackend.com. Who knows? Soon we may just have cool branded swag to give out to our top fans that's going to be super cool. And don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. You can find all of those links at themessybackend.com slash subscribe. So never miss an episode because they're pretty fun. Then check us out on Facebook and YouTube for video episodes. Now onto our expert, Charles Reed, for his expert advice. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. Today, our guest, Charles, is going to share some of his personal experiences relating to the financial side of business, including payroll errors, fraud, misclassification, misfilings, misdeposits, misunderstandings, and numerous other mistakes. Charles, thanks for being on the podcast today. We would love to hear some of the juicy, messy back-end stories from you, along with your expert advice on how to prevent <clears throat> our listeners from making those same mistakes. Uh, my pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Um, yeah, the, the the back end of business is a mess and, and can can be really messy if you're not careful. Uh, the IRS is not a forgiving organization. Uh, they're not designed for that. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. No, <laughs> There's a lot of things you can do to, to forestall some of that. Uh, making sure all your paperwork is extremely accurate. Everything's filed on time. Everything's paid on time. And if you have problems doing that, in, particularly in your payroll area, which is so critical, because if you're one second late in, the, in depositing it, there's a fine. Uh, one second. Uh, and that, that can, be, it can be expensive. Is Outsource it. We're an outsourced payroll service. This is what we do for our clients. Uh, and we handle all the compliance and all the problems. Uh, I'm a CPA, so we take a... Uh, limited power of attorney, so we can advocate for our clients. But the states and, and the IRS are, are not kindly. <clears throat> State of Mississippi, uh, got one of our clients got a letter, uh, said, you haven't paid all these deposits. Our client called us and said, "What? Well, you know, what's going on? You know, we, we trust you guys to pay. And he said, just calm down, send us the letter. We got the letter. Figured out what it was. We went in and we found all the checks, every one of them. They'd all been cashed by the state of Mississippi. So we sent them copies and we called them. And we said, hey, what's going on? Well, they researched it. Uh, a number of them were in suspense that had never been posted. And several of them had been posted to the wrong uh, account. And they said, well, we, we didn't know where they went. On the check, <laughs> it lists the state account number, the period where it's supposed to go. If they would look at the front of the check, not even the stub, but the check itself, all the information they needed to post that properly was in front of them. Well, so you were trusting government to, to be as competent as they ever are. So. You'd think they yeah. could use their eyes, but you know, that's our government at work. Well, this, you know, one of our sayings here on the messy backend is if it tires you out, hire it out. And I think pi payroll 
finance, bookkeeping, mm-hmm. taxes, yeah. all of that kind of stuff is definitely in the hire it out category. The, the analogy I use, and I use it constantly, when I grew up, Pele was the best soccer player in the world. Yes. I don't know who it is today. Probably some European or It's still whatever. Pele. Oh, yeah, okay. hello. <laughs> okay. He was the best soccer player in the world. Tremendous athlete. Extremely talented. But if you put him in a New York Yankees uniform at second base, he's lost. <laughs> right. Okay? He doesn't know the game, the rules, the equipment, what to do. All You know, he has no idea. He's still a great athlete. Well, when you take a businessman or a woman that's good at what they do, and you say, okay, now go deal with the IRS. They're Pele at second base. They're lost. They don't. I have love a, that analogy. They don't have a clue. They're a great business person. They know their business inside and out. They, they can produce. They can market. They can deal with clients. They're successful. But you've put them down second base in the uniform, and they don't know what to do. So that's what we do. And, and that's... That's why you outsource things. We outsource things. I don't make my own cars. I don't grow my own beef. You know, uh, I don't build my own house. I don't do a lot of things. I outsource it. So, yeah, payroll, accounting, bookkeeping, those are all things that are uh, a slam dunk to outsource. I don't outsource my accounting because I'm an accountant, but, you know. (laughs) Well, because you... You like that stuff. It's not yeah. the stuff we like to do, but it's the stuff you like to do, which confuses us. But right, and so, You're for, the Pele of accounting. I'm I'm a I'm a terrible marketer, personally. That's why I hire an Osh. He's right. good at it. That's what he likes to do. He's he's trained and educated and experienced, and and I love it. Michael, who's my videographer, uh, who sets all this stuff up and shoots our blogs and our videos and everything else, our commercials. I can't use an f-stop properly. I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> I love it. So for our listeners, that's that's a video term. That's a it's uh, aperture sizes. It's not. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, that's that's what an f-stop is. It's not something you have to turn the safe search on when googling. So <laughs> right, and it didn't have anything to do with this being a family show either, because no, no not f is for that. family. Yeah, the first the first time I heard f-stop, <clears throat> I uh, I was like, the what now? Because I, like, I heard it from my mother-in-law, and I thought she was, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got to go there. Uh, yeah, my my mother-in-law was born on the first of April. Oh. Uh, I made a point a of that. <laughs> yeah, one time. <laughs> I love it. So for our listeners, like a lot of our episodes have to do with B two C type. Uh, things that we talk about, you know, here in the messy back end. But you actually, we found out from Anash, your marketer, that you're actually B2B. And so I wonder, our B2C companies, they need to remember that this is just as important for them to make sure that they're hiring this stuff out as our B2B listeners. So how is that different? Is it really different or, you know? Well, everybody thinks that their payroll is unique. It's not. But Every payroll does have certain nuances, but if you have employees or if you're in a corporation that you own, you're an employee, you need to do payroll. Paying people under the table as an entrepreneur is a real way to get into deep, deep, deep hot water or other things. So do it right. I mean, it's not any more expensive to pay people properly. A lot of entrepreneurs make that mistake of, you know, we'll just pay them as contractors. 
you don't get to make the choice. Uh, there's a whole set of law, which is changing. Uh, they, the, there were new rules that went into effect next week, actually, the 8th of March, uh, of what's an independent contractor. And the new labor secretary probably won't like those and will change those and, and so on. So you don't get to make the choice. You don't get to make the choice whether somebody's salary or, or hourly and is subject to overtime. That's not a choice. That's the law. And if you don't know it, consult with somebody that does, me or somebody like me, okay? A lot of this thing is not choice. I mean, it's really easy. Just We'll just pay them under the table. We'll pay them cash, whatever. Uh, don't do that. Please don't do that. You're just getting- But Charles, cash is king. I love receiving cash. So I don't know I about that. My clients do as well, but you're you're saying we can't do that because that's the law, right? Well, and if, there are you know if if you if you want to go to jail for tax fraud, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's I mean, a choice. That's not why I want to go to prison. There are way what things that I would rather do if I'm going to get to prison. You know, <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not going to tell you. Not on a public thing like this. I, I, I tell my clients, if you're going to cheat, you know, you. I, I told a client, if you're going to short your register, okay, don't tell me, because if they ask me, I won't lie for you. Right. Don't let your employees know. And for God's sake, don't tell your wife. <laughs> Ex-spouses are the biggest source of tips to the Internal Revenue Service. Wow. Wow. Who knew? By far. They turn them in for the reward constantly. So I don't have any ex-wives yet. So let's keep it that way, Nate. Yes. Yeah, so you mentioned you mentioned you mentioned something about these uh, contractor hiring contractors, um, and that status possibly changing or changing and then changing again. Mm -hmm. So especially with online businesses, I hire outsourced people all the time. Um, I hire people like Nate to do email marketing, or I'll hire a graphic designer to do graphic design. Um, where where does that then fall? Is that considered contract labor? And do you have to do the whole 1099 and W9 and, you know? Uh, if they're not a corporation, yeah, you got to do the 1099. Mm -hmm. uh, if they don't give you a, a W9 with corporate uh, and a corporate EIN, then you've got to send them a 1099 if you pay them over $600. Period. Over 600 in the year or per yeah. in per a year. year. So okay. if you have somebody that does a, 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 you know, $500 gig, yeah, they're an independent contractor, but under $600, you don't have to report it. But if you hire an individual, okay, to do work for you, okay, whether it be a gig or whether it be an ongoing basis, but they're not an employee. And there's a lot of rules that, that we really can't go into here. Uh, about control and behavior and finance and so on that determine an independent contractor versus employee. But if you're just doing jobs, it's probably an independent contractor. You know, the guy paints the office, uh, stripes the parking lot, any of these things. If they're corporations, you're fine, okay? But if they're not recognized businesses, yeah, you're supposed to send them a 1099 at the end of the year. Hmm. Interesting. People don't, but you're supposed to. Yeah, Let's I've done the 1099. Yeah, I've done the 1099 thing, and a lot of people have sent them to me, even though I'm a corporation. 
that that's your tax your CPA can handle that for you. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. yeah. There's, you you report it and you you put it in here and you take it out there and everything works. Yeah, interesting. But there's ways around it. But if you have somebody that you do a lot of work for, you need to send them a W9 and say, "Hey, look, I'm a corporation." And if yeah. you're going to send a 1099, that needs to go to the corporation, not to you personally. Right. Yeah. So. Hmm. See, those are the, the tiny little things that we, you know, there's bookkeeping which we make a big point here on the messy backend to talk about the difference between a bookkeeper and an accountant and when to use each one. I think this would probably, this would be a number of episodes we've talked about this on um, because a lot of people think they can hire a bookkeeper because it's cheaper, but they don't know what you know, as far as laws and rules and regulations, and they can't cover your back like you can because you have the certificate, right? See, I'm a CPA, and so I can advocate for my clients with the Internal Revenue Service. That's a key thing. If you're not an EA, an attorney, or a CPA, you can't advocate for your client. And we, as tax professionals, know the law, know the the Internal Revenue Manual, uh, know these things, know when they're blowing smoke up our skirt, and... uh, no, when we need to say no, we're, we're going to appeal that. I need to talk to your supervisor. No, I'm going to file a, a 12153, whatever, whatever, whatever. We know those things. We also are a much better conduit to talk to the IRS. It's your money, you get upset. You get pissed. You start screaming at the IRS. You lose. You, they're just going to go, eh, nope. My my staff gets on me because sometimes one one morning I was talking to an IRS uh, examiner in New York. We spent probably half an hour mostly talking about grandchildren. Okay, she she was a grandmother. I'm a grandfather. We we had a good time. So after a half an hour of that, we got down to business. Now she has a certain amount of discretion. Do you think? that may have disposed her toward me a little more than if I'd been yelling at her for half an hour. Okay. Yeah. It may not work all the time, but I guarantee you it helps. So I work with the IRS all the time. Uh, I know a lot of people at the IRS. I was on the IRS advisory council for the last three years, met with the IRS five times a year, had lunch with uh, Chuck Reddick, the new commissioner several times. Uh, uh, one of his ex-partners is now head of OPR. She was on ERSAC with me. So uh, we, had a, we had a problem. It was a, this, this was a, a good one. It was a penalty. It was $95,000. Um, W-2s missing and so on. And it took us nine years to solve it. And I'd gone up the ladder with appeals and gotten through the, 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 the group chief and was going to his supervisor and I kept calling him and leaving messages and leaving messages. And after a year, uh, he'd not called me back. So I called the deputy chief of appeals, who I'd met. And I said, Kathy, so-and-so won't call me back. And she said, oh, I'll have him call you. He called me that afternoon. It took me a year, and he wouldn't respond. But when she called him, he got back to me. Uh, three months later, the $95,000 penalty was replaced with a $400 refund. Wow. Nice. That's awesome. 
if you know what you're doing, now that's an extreme case. I'm not, I'm not going to lie about that. We don't do that every day, thank God. But the IRS makes millions of mistakes a year. Fiscal 19, the IRS issued $13 billion of employment tax penalties. That's B, billion. Okay. About half of them got abated by people like me that know what they're doing. You speak the speak. You know what language that they speak. And the IRS. You're you're a translator. The IRS makes millions of mistakes. And so if you if you expose it to them and explain it to them, they'll fix it. Okay. But you gotta know what you're doing. You can't be Pele at second base. So right. 40% of all small businesses get penalized every year by the IRS to the tune of about $800. So if you weren't penalized last year and you weren't penalized this year, next year's your turn. Okay? Knock on wood, I'm 10 years in. <laughs> and see, this is what we do for our clients. We're, we're, we're compliance experts. We're insurance You have insurance on your car, your house, maybe your life, health insurance. If something goes wrong, somebody pays for it. Well, if something goes wrong with your payroll, we fix it. And that's all part of the price. So why wouldn't you? Okay. Come on, guys. It's free. No, it's a really good question. So um, what is the number one biggest mistake that you see a lot of small businesses make? Um, Arithmetic. Oh, just simple math. Just simple math is a lot of the errors. But I'm going to give your, your, your viewers another tip. The IRS cannot, cannot penalize you for a simple mistake. It has to be gross negligence. The fact that you make a mistake and underpay your taxes, pay them late, fill out the form wrong, is not subject to penalty. Only if you commit gross negligence. But the kicker is who determines whether it's a simple mistake or gross negligence? I'm the guessing IRS, it's them. Yes. The IRS said, <laughs> Nature got it right on the head. They get to determine it. So a lot of our job is to fight that. No, it's a simple mistake. Since we're tax court practitioners, I am. Uh, we can actually take it to U.S. tax court for our clients. Even though I'm not an attorney, I, I have a, a U.S. tax court bar card. I took the exam, passed all the things, passed the background, che- FBI background check, all that. So I can represent clients in U.S. tax court. There's a couple hundred of us in the country. It's not easy to get, but you can get it. So when they get really obstreperous, I dummy up a petition, a tax court petition, and send it to the examiner and say, this is what we're going to file with the IR, with the tax court. Maybe you want to discuss this with your supervisor. (laughs) (laughs) And then when you do that, though, that puts you on the defensive, not the offensive. And that is a really important place to be when you're fighting that kind of thing. Yes. They'd rather deal with, they know if they get me and Nate on the phone, they're probably going to get money out of us, except we don't have any. So they'll have to take something else like our. (laughs) And if they get you on the phone, they know that they're not going to win. They know that they now have somebody. They they have Munson at second base. They don't have Pele. Okay. You know, the ball game. He's an expert. He's a, a golden glover. He knows what he's doing. He knows the rules. He he knows he's not going to get pushed around. 
Okay. You're not going to fake them out. You're, you're not going to tell them one thing and, and do something else. You don't get away with it. So right. those are the things that somebody like me brings to the table. That's what our company does. Uh, you know, most payroll companies do a reasonably good job of cutting checks or direct deposits. They'd go out of business if they didn't. But it's the step beyond that most of our competitors can't, not won't, but can't do. That's they just don't have that skill set. They don't have the skill set, the experience, uh, the qualifications, uh, the licenses. They're not CPAs. They're not uh, tax court practitioners. They can't. They can't do those things, even if they wanted to. They'd have to go right. get the qualifications. So, oh, that's good. I love it. So, so go ahead, Nate. I was just going to say, so, yeah, no, it, it sounds like it's one of those things, you know, go back to the baseball analogy. It's like it you have to work with the right team to to win. If you mm-hmm. want to win the World Series, you can't just have one good player on your team. You can't just be the world's best pitcher. It's not going to you're not going to win a game. You have to have the, the you know, shortstop catcher like you have to have everyone. And yep. you're out there on second base and you're the best second baseman there is, you know, and so you want to build that winning team, you know, we, that we payroll back, team. Exactly. We backstop their payroll. Right. We, we're the expert. We're part of their team. Right. And we'll take care of that for them. They don't have to worry about it. They can worry about their business. They don't have to worry about getting checks out. They don't have to worry about getting the money through. They don't have to worry about the direct deposits. Uh, when the Fed screws up, when the IRS screws up, when the state screws up, they got an expert to take care of it for them. And it's all included in the price. That's cool. What more do you so, want? I know you have a ton of stories because you've been around the block a couple of times and you've helped some companies out of some pretty big things. So why don't you share another messy back-end story with someone about one of the companies that you've worked with? Maybe they came to you at the 11th hour or 1201. <clears throat> Oops. <laughs> mm-hmm. Had a client that had come to us for payroll. They came to us very late in the year. And we said, sure. And we picked it up and we produced a W-2 for him. Well, his previous payroll company also sent in a W-2. So three years later, the IRS is after him for all this money on double the income uh, because the withholding on the double the withholding didn't cover the increase in tax rate. So I said, well, call. And I won't, I won't. Let me give you the initials of the the other customer was, you know, ADP. We won't identify them. Uh, (laughs) And they have a policy after a year, they don't fix things. They just say, tough. You're not a client. It's over a year. Goodbye. So we filed, we filed a tax court petition, uh, cost 60 bucks plus my fee. And, and for, it was a client, so we didn't charge the fee. We didn't charge the 60 bucks. We just ate that. Uh, we sent it into the IRS. We sent it into tax court, uh, got notified of it. Uh, six weeks later, we got a call from district council saying, don't worry about it. It's all taken care of. That's, that's, that's the kind of thing. And we keep records. Record keeping is very important, as you know. Uh, we had a client uh, that had a employee uh, blow the whistle, uh, looking for a reward. The client hired attorneys. Uh, we produced 10 years of records in detail, payroll and accounting, because I was doing their accounting at the time. 10 years worth. 
and made copies and got it all to the IRS. And it was perfect. And there was nothing there. They spent $100,000 with their attorneys. Uh, and after two years, the IRS went, ah, never mind, and left it. They were out the $100,000. Uh, I sent the, my bill to the IRS, which they told me to do for all the copies. And they sent it back and said, oh, you're the accountant for the client. We, we won't pay you. I didn't have the heart to call my client and say, you're going to have to pay for the copies. I just ate it. I mean, you know, after, after everything they'd been through, they'd been clients for 30 years, you know, since right. the beginning. Um, uh, Carol and Mike, they were great people, friends. You know, you, you're not in somebody's pocketbook every two weeks for 30 years and not become friends. Okay. Right. <laughs> so our, 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 our long-term clients are friends. We like to make friends with them. Um, there, there's just a lot of that kind of stuff that happens. Um, you know, if your clients want to try and abate a penalty, they can do so, uh, write letters and follow up and so on. And it can be done. It's easier for us because we know the rules, but they can do it. Uh, just remember to always answer every correspondence and keep after them. There's multiple levels of appeals and just keep going. It's a whole series of no's followed by a single yes. Um, I had a client uh, and I, they were an imaging center and they had lots of lots of insurance and lots of refund checks for overpayments and so on. And I said to Joanne one day, uh, how, how often do you cheat those? She said, what? I said, it's cheat. She said, what? And I said, any check that doesn't get cashed, you have to remit to the state she said, what? <laughs> so any uncashed payroll check has to go to the state. You have to, every periodically, usually once a year, uh, bundle up all that money with all the details and send it to the state that you, those people are in. And that becomes the unclaimed property thing you see advertised. Every state has an unclaimed property website. You can go on, put in your name and social security number. They'll tell you if they have any money for you. Hmm. All the unclaimed payroll checks, uncashed payroll check, uncashed payroll checks have to be as cheated to the state. Choan was just flabbergasted they'd never done that. So we got our attorney involved and we made the deal with the state. We'd give them three years and they'd forego the rest. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to have that money in your account. That's not just something that you like, oh, well, they didn't cash it. So now we can just let it go, no, right? You don't get to keep yeah. it. Yeah. That goes to the state. Now, if it's in some states, if it's too small, they let you keep it because it's not worth dealing with. But it's every state is different. And every state, every state has as cheat laws. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you're as an employer subject to them. So if that check doesn't get cashed, you don't get to just keep it in your bank account. Sorry. You got to send it to the state. Bummer. So Charles, I assume that you know, you know the laws for all the states, right? You don't just, or do you just operate in certain states? No, no, because there we are operate, a lot of states. We operate in all fifty states, and okay, 
I have the resources to check all the laws. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, we know, I didn't we know assume you'd be the expert at every single we, we know where to look for them, and we know how That's to deal right. with them. Yeah. They, there are unique aspects of different states. Uh, Absolutely. On, on workers' comp, you have monolithic and you have non-monolithic states. Uh, you know, states like Washington, it's part of the, the, the monthly reporting, and, and you pay it all into the state and so on. Most of the states, you... Hire, you you go with a workers comp carrier. Uh, you know we 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 can do pay as you go workers comp for our clients. So it comes out of the the it comes out with the payroll each pay period and there's never an audit. So these okay. kinds of things. Uh, there's a lot of things that are ancillary to uh, payroll as cheat, uh, HR, uh, timekeeping. Uh, we're we're experts in these. Uh, or we have experts that we deal with that can help our clients. It's so important because, and we, we're not only reactive, we're reactive with the IRS and the states, okay? Uh, because when they hit you with a penalty, you gotta, you gotta react. But we're also proactive. And this is what you need from a payroll company or an accountant or a bookkeeper is proactive. They need to be telling you there's things you need to be aware of. You need to watch this. You can't pay people under the table. This person is not an independent contractor. You've got to pay this person overtime. No, this person, you can pay salary. Uh, no, this is a statutory employee. This is a non-statutory employee. Uh, no, you got to pay your kids. You can't just give them room and board. You know. Man, dang it. <laughs> you know what? One of, the, one of the biggest things, too, for entrepreneurs is you have to pay yourself correctly. If, yeah, well, if you're, if you incorporate, and I recommend that for liability purposes alone, uh, and you work in the corporation, you're an employee. You don't take draws, you take a paycheck. This is a W 2. You can also take distributions. But if you take too much distributions and not enough payroll, the IRS can come in and recategorize those distributions as payroll. And when they do that, all the tax deposits and withholding are late, mm. yeah. maybe several years late. And you owe not only the taxes and the withholding, but you also owe the penalties and interest on those that you weren't aware of that they just hit you with. And that's when it's 1201. You're past yeah. midnight. You're, you're, <laughs> you well, that, we can, we, <laughs> no, we can still fight that. There's safe harbors and there's other things if you know the rules. So maybe it's 1159, maybe it's 1201. We'll have to look at that. Misclassification, it's a big thing. I had a client in California that had a whole bunch of people classified as independent contractors. State of California came in and said, no, they're employees. Um, it was well into five figures in penalties. Uh, it almost put them out of business. So you gotta know what you're doing. Uh, and if you don't know the law, you got to find somebody that does. It's so important that you, you don't don't get sideways with the IRS or the state. It it's no. not not a winning combination. They no. they have a lot more attorneys and a lot more money to make your life a lot more miserable. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Charles, thank you so much for being on the episode today. I, I really appreciate your uh, transparency and, and the information that you shared because I, we, we've had a couple people on who've talked about, uh, you know, the financial side, but I think you gave us some really good, uh, valuable information, especially enough for people to, who are listening to realize they need to contact someone like you and your get payroll, right? Yeah. And I, I'd like to 
the payroll book, which is available on Amazon or getpayroll.com. And for your listeners, if they'll go on thepayrollbook.com and uh, enter the code podcast, we'll give them a free book. Fantastic. For your listeners. Thank awesome. you. I appreciate Thank that. You. We I appreciate that. Right now I'll be doing that later. Or just, <laughs> or just hiring you. So yeah, thank you so much, uh, Charles. I really appreciate you being on the episode today. My yep, pleasure, you, Sheila. Charles. Nate, it was a pleasure being with you. I enjoy the conversation immensely. Awesome. Thank you, Charles. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Messy Backend. We know, we know, you can't get enough of us. So have us on your podcast or have us speak at your next event. Visit themessybackend.com slash speaking and send us your event details. It's true. We love speaking. And we also want to thank our sponsor, Yes, Women's Network, where you will find the connections you need to achieve your dreams. Find out more at yeswomensnetwork.com. Also, our advertiser, PodServe FM. We couldn't do it without them. They get your podcast hosted and published quickly and easily. Visit them at podserve.fm slash messy to find out more. And a thank you to our advertiser, Thrivecart. They are the number one shopping cart software that grows your income from existing traffic with high converting checkout pages, upsells, and affiliate campaigns. Watch the video for how simple this cart solution is at themessybackend.com slash cart. Once again, don't miss an episode. Head on over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe today. Uh, what's my line? I forget it already. Okay. <laughs> Don't mess your seat, folks. Wait a minute. Now I'm too. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's a video term. That's a. It's uh, aperture sizes. So it's not. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. That's that's what an f-stop is. It's not something you have to turn the safe search on when googling. So. <laughs> and other other. And, oh. <laughs>